Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is February 15th, 2020. You're going to want to grab your teddy bear for this one. And this is Queer All Year. Hey, all. This is Kat, and I am joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer, Mick G. Change places. But you get mad at me when I move away from the mic. Can I stay? Yeah, I suppose. All right. Well, I'm going to stay and I'm going to tell you guys um I'm going to tell you guys a happy story, a fun one, one kind of, and then I'm going to tell and then I'm going to tell you guys about Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm just going to say that straight up at the, at the beginning. So, I said you guys twice, two tallies. Um so, just straight up at the beginning, I'm going to talk about teddy bears. I'm going to talk about teddy bears for a bit and then we're going to do a little segment and then it's going to be a like a synopsis of Jeffrey Dahmer. And then you uh, go join the Patreon and you will hear me talk probably for about an hour and a half. Just think no notes or anything. Just I know this stuff because I'm a horrifying garbage person. And uh, yeah, so you can listen to me uh, just rattle off all the facts I know about Jeffrey Dahmer off the top of my head. And all I looked up today was just to make sure I knew the names and the dates correctly. So that's something you know about me now. Anyway, if you don't want to listen to Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, skip it and listen to the end. So you, I have some other information about our social media stuff, uh, but you'll at least get to hear about teddy bears and then uh, something with McGee. Uh, so I'm just going to jump into teddy bears because teddy bears are fun and nice and not eating people. So on this day in history, the 15th, the teddy bear was introduced in 1903. And it was introduced by, I am not entirely sure how to pronounce his last name, Morris Mitchtum, Mitchtum, M-I-C-H-T-O-M. So I'm assuming Mitchtum. It was apparently kind of um, thought up at the same time by someone in Germany, and I don't think he thought it up as a teddy bear. It was just somehow no one had ever thought of, like, let's take a stuffed bear and see if kids want to play with a stuffed bear. And so apparently someone in Germany and someone in the U.S. both came up with the idea of, let's let's put out a stuffed animal that's a bear. And that blows my mind that it was 1903, but... I guess I don't know anything about the history of toys or stuffed animals. Maybe it was, maybe people didn't stuff animals back then. When did they stuff, I don't know, dolls? I don't know. Anyway, moving on from that weird thought. Uh, the reason it was called the teddy bear, in case anyone doesn't know this, is because Theodore Roosevelt was a, a monster of a person. But there's an anecdotal story uh, that he and his hunting buddies had backed a baby black bear into a corner and uh, some pres- like future president, I think, some big politician, I didn't write down his name, I forget, called Roosevelt over and was like, hey, kill this baby bear. He's right here. We've got him for you. And Roosevelt was like, no, that's not sportsmanlike. That's not an actual quote, actually, really, because he didn't really say like or um that much i don't think teddy roosevelt would say like or um uh, 
what's a good Teddy Roosevelt quote? He had a talk softly and carry a big stick, right? That was Teddy. Oh, yeah. That was also in a lot of cartoons. So that's how I remember that from cartoons. But I know it was Teddy Roosevelt. Anyway, so, yeah, he would talk very quietly and then he'd beat you with a stick, I guess. And uh, he liked to do that to animals, too. I don't, he probably talk, spoke quietly so the animals didn't hear him. And I guess he didn't hit him with a big stick unless you consider, like, buckshot, like, just all of a sudden a big stick. An elephant gun's a big stick. No, that's true. He didn't, I guess you could say he hit him with it. Yeah. That's terrible. Anyway, so, uh, Mitchum was really touched by the story of Roosevelt not killing a baby black bear that had been backed into a corner which is like what i would expect from a good human being but apparently mitchton was like wow that's just amazing so he decided to name the stuffed bear the teddy bear after theodore roosevelt and he sent theodore roosevelt a bear and asked permission to use his name and theodore roosevelt said bully or whatever he would say and so now we have teddy bears. And um, to put that in a, a sad context, like I always do with these things, um, that was a very one-off experience of Roosevelt's. Uh, I mean, he didn't kill the bear because it wouldn't be sporting to kill the bear. He killed everything else. He went on a safari and has a tally of the 504, I think, animals he killed on the safari. And his whole thing about the reason he made all of these national parks and conservation and all these things is because he was really, really sad that things were going extinct because then he couldn't kill them. So that uh, that's that's teddy bears and that has nothing gay at all. I just wanted to do something happy and nice and cozy and stuff before I threw you all into Dahmer. Uh, and before I throw you all into Dahmer, just to prepare all of you, I think we're going to do a little segment with McGee. Hey, everybody. This is McGee. Today on a little segment, I'm going to give a synopsis of cannabis legislation in America. What was once a government-subsidized crop and respected medicine has become a tool for racism and injustice to thrive. Following the Mexican Revolution in 1910, there became a large influx of Mexicans moving into America. Many of them smoked a drug called marijuana because of its ease to grow and due to the prohibition of alcohol. The federal government made very clear in their wording to call the plant marijuana in order to maintain their stance that Mexicans were degenerate drug addicts. And this was the crux of the fight to begin cannabis regulation in America. Decades later, in 1975, things were looking better. Robert Randall became the first American to receive medical cannabis from the federal government. And this was for treatment of his glaucoma. This spurred the creation of the Compassionate Investigational New Drug Program, or CIND, that allowed medical cannabis to those who truly needed it. The country wanted cannabis, but this was not to be so. The CNID program was greatly 
overshadowed by the ill will of the notorious Richard Nixon. With the creation of the war on drugs, Nixon covered our eyes with the fog of war. Political dissidents and African Americans suffered the most. America has always feared revolutionary figures, and we trusted the men we thought were looking out for our safety. To this day, government institutions such as the D.A.R.E. program are spreading misinformation as fact to our youth. Agencies such as the DEA target black communities aggressively, while the CEA allows their clients to import drugs with impunity. Marijuana is a racist term to confuse Americans. Cannabis does not make you stupid. Cannabis does not make you lazy. Cannabis does not make you hungover and addicted. Cannabis is not anti-establishment because it is illegal. Cannabis is illegal because it is anti-establishment. And this is a little segment. All right, so... After that, thank you very much, McGee. I am going to bring down the whole house and just ruin us all forever. I am not going to go into very deep detail with this because I don't need to, I think. Because A, most people know about Dahmer, or B, most people who don't know about Dahmer don't care about Dahmer, or C, it's just not... I don't need to do a last podcast on the left length episode about Jeffrey Dahmer on a daily show that lasts half an hour at the longest. I'm going to do the highlights that I can think of as highlights. It's hard for me to separate things out and also not highlights. Let's just, I'm going to do the facts that are maybe important. There's no highlights in this. this is, there's no highlights in this. This is miserable. It's terrible. I'm going to tell you miserable, terrible things. So anyway, you'll have to check out the Patreon to hear me talk about this in horrible detail, and you know, whatever. So in 1991, on this date, Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer, I believe, was arrested for the deaths of at least 17 young men, and he was... Mm, one of the most prolific serial killers, I believe, that we that we know of. He and, like, Bundy and I think Gacy and, I don't know. It was just, like, this long line of, you know, people who had been just arrested. All of a sudden, all of a sudden we were like, oh, my gosh, serial killers. And then it moved kind of not as many maybe in the 80s. And then Dahmer was 91, that kind of thing. It wasn't. The boom of the 70s, which is weird to say. The serial killer boom of the 70s. What were the 70s? But so um, one thing I like, I don't like, but one thing I like to say is that he worked at a chocolate factory. And I'm just like, that's terrifying that I don't. Anyway, Jeffrey Dahmer was an American serial killer in Ohio who worked in a chocolate factory. He was a uh, product killer and not a process killer, which means he didn't... The process of killing someone wasn't what he wanted. He wanted the product, and he really didn't really even want people dead, supposedly. He said he didn't like killing people. He had to be drunk to do it. Ted Bundy said the same thing, and he's a liar. But uh, Dahmer, I think, really didn't want to because he had this deep, deep 
fear of people leaving him. I think probably because his mother abandoned him and then his dad was like, whatever, and, you know, left. I mean, he was 18. He was an adult, basically, but he was right out of high school and everyone just was kind of like noped off. And then he had to go stay with his grandma and he had no stability in his life. So he also had, obviously, it. it's a mixture of nature and nurture. You can have the nature, but if the nurture is good, then the nature doesn't necessarily come out a lot of the time unless it's like really, really hardcore on that side of the spectrum. There's awesome research on this out there. It's you should I should post some of it. You won't care. Anyway, he um, he realized he was gay in high school, but he really remained remained closeted um, to everyone in his life. The only way he expressed himself was he would go prowling the nightclubs and pick up mainly um, darker skinned people. Like he really preferred not darker skin, but darker than this pasty white crazy man eating anyway so he really liked um asian men and latino men i think were a majority of his victims um and he liked them very young and there were times he wouldn't kill people he would just bring him bring them back to his house and drug them and all that and so rumors would start circulating around whatever club he was prowling at that point that like hey, don't go home with that guy. He, like, drugs people, and sometimes people don't come home. And then the bartenders would be like, hey, people aren't coming here because you're freaking out. You're freaking them out. You got to leave. So he would just leave, and he'd go on to the next place, and that, the cycle would start over. So uh, probably, like, the most, re- like, the worst, like, the worst. If you know any story about Dahmer, you know the story about how one of his victims escaped while he was at work. He, so he kept these people there alive, chained up, tied up, that kind of thing, because he didn't want them to leave. You know, he would kill them because then they couldn't leave, but he would keep them chained up first so they couldn't leave, that type of thing. But he, this one left. And I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I, I hear it so many different ways. I guess I don't know how to pro- I hear the whole name pronounced differently all the time. It looks like Conorak Synthesome. This is a Laotian name, and I am very sorry. I am very bad at Laotian pronunciations, which is a weird, a weird thing to know that you know. Specifically, I have trouble with Laotian pronunciations, but that is a thing I'm working on, so it's good to know it. Anyway, this poor kid was 14 years old. He escaped from Dahmer. He was drugged up. Uh, Dahmer had done a thing to him that uh, messes with their cognitive abilities that I'm not going to talk about because I'm not going into graphic stuff on here. Um, This kid escapes and he's running naked down the street. He runs into three women and he's, you know, yelling at them in Laotian that he needs help. And he um, is able to get across to them that he's being held captive and they call the police. And before the police arrive, Dahmer comes across it and is like, oh, this is not good. And so he tries to take the kid back and the, the women are like, nah. And so the cops come and Dahmer's like, yeah, this is my 19 year old boyfriend. And um, sometimes he likes to get drunk and then we fight and he's, you know, he's 
he does he likes to run naked down the street bleeding from several orifices and then tell people that I'm holding him captive and the police were like ew that's gay so they just gave the kid back to Dahmer who then killed him and, and like immediately and I I know the names of those officers but I'm not going to dox them on our show and I have I have not googled about them because I I'm not really sure I want to know how they how they did in the rest of their lives just because a they shouldn't have given him back but b they know they shouldn't have given him back and I I don't want to find out how how much that messed them up so um <clears throat> that's I mean if you know anything about Dahmer you know that that's the big thing. I mean, I guess really the big thing is that he killed at least 17 men and boys. That's the big thing. The other big thing, okay, if you know anything about Jeffrey Dahmer, you know that they gave back one of his victims, and you know that he supposedly ate his victims. And that is a supposedly because people have started um, having conversations about that, and it's very interesting. I'm sure it's not interesting to anyone else, but I enjoy reading the new information online as it comes out because i'm crazy so on this day like i said he was found guilty he he was arrested and um was found mentally competent to stand trial and we i might do an episode about mental capacity we should get getting off on again and talk about like mental capacity that kind of thing anyway just go listen to getting off because they have a lot of great episodes about it don't listen to me Listen to me, but not about that. So they, yeah, so he was mentally competent to stand trial. He was just super guilty. I don't think they had the death, they must have not had the death penalty because he got life in prison and his life in prison was very short because Christopher Scarver, um, who was a convicted murderer, beat him to death in the prison bathroom and he blamed, um, he blamed Dahmer for doing this thing it was called doing a Dahmer where he would just do really stupid pranks in high school it was really stupid pranks and they called it doing a Dahmer but in prison apparently doing a Dahmer was leaving fake limbs around like arms and stuff but not really you know just just terrible things to mess with people so this Christopher Scarver that's what I have written down I think I can't read my handwriting uh, so he just like he he got sick of it and he beat him to death in a bathroom. And I would like to say, for the record, if you know anything about Dahmer, you probably think this: Dahmer was not killed by someone shoving something up his rectum. It's not true. People want poetic justice, and that's not poetic justice. That's a really effed up thing to want, you guys. You all tally, but so. That didn't happen. Stop spreading that rumor. Stop spreading stupid rumors about serial killers. Don't know as much about serial killers as I do. Yeah, anyway, social media. Social media, speaking of serial killers and terrible things, we have a Facebook page, Queer All Year. You can go out and like that. I think Big G just posted a weird compromising photo of me. So you will find weird compromising photos of myself. If you go to our Facebook group, Queer All Year Fam, there are probably even weirder photos of me because that is a uh, not private. 
it's it's a members only group so you can't see people can't see what you post in it um so mcg's probably got even weirder stuff out there because only people in the group can see it you can follow us on twitter and instagram at queer all year pod you can um go out and help us out a lot by subscribing to the patreon that helps us out so much y'all because we have we have expenses and we love doing this for you i mean i i i I was gonna say i would do this for free i do this for free but i would also really like to be able to get a new mixer for mcg because he you know talks about a lot um our computer is older than i am i think uh the one that we're using to record and everything that you guys you y'all tally can do to help us is amazing just just i mean even just talking to us supporting us but especially supporting getting us recording equipment so we can produce better things for you you know take some stuff off of us so i can get better research i mean we appreciate just everything and a huge thing you can do for us is to go out and rate and review on your pod catcher of choice uh apple podcast helps out the most and i have another thing about i have new information about the podcast algorithm on apple i am on just this i am on like some weird mission just falling down rabbit holes to find out about this so we are not a network we don't have a network i would i don't ever want to be on a network i want to be independent for the entirety of however long we can sustain this show and i have discovered that the reason that some of these podcasts come out and they're immediately the top of the you know new and noteworthy best highest reviewed all that kind of thing is because it's these there are two really big networks and if you listen to a lot of podcasts you know what they are i really hate one of them and i am not super on the side of the other either what they do is they have 80 million podcasts in their network and when they come out with a new podcast before that podcast starts they drop the teaser in every single other podcast they have so that episode immediately has uh you know thousands of hits and listens and it somehow it all tracks back to that that episode when that hits on the new show and they've already got so much publicity that everyone just goes over to that new show and that is why things like us don't get ranked is because of harding things and being wonderful um so yeah rates rating and reviews are huge as just especially on the apple podcast app button thing on your phone that's the biggest place to rate us we don't have we don't have a network of thousands of podcasts who don't even know us to drop our episodes and we don't want that we want to be independent for you know forever and we want to be sustainable and we want people to find us so 
everyone who can go out and give us a good rating and review and tell people about us and all that, that's how we're going to get found. And it's entirely up to you all. And that's how I want it to be. I want it to be entirely up to you all and the people who support us and not fake people, not buying reviews. We're not dropping stuff on other podcasts. Uh, I might buy an ad on a Paranormal Chicks or Getting Off or something, maybe. But I, I, want, I love that we are going to be supported by people who want to listen to us. And if you want to listen to us and you want other people to listen to us, it would be really amazing just to spread the word and we, we will love you forever. And we already do because I say that every week. And so I'm going to go ahead and say that you are making history and you are making you will make so much history if you tell people about us and we love you so much. <laughs> <laughs>